Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the award-winning podcast, The Board Game Chinwag Award TBA. <laughs> uh, we are joined, as always, by uh, my fellows in crime, one Dave Gard, otherwise known as DG. Ahoy, ahoy. Helen of Troy. Hi. Steve. I'm just furious, because I was going to say ahoy, ahoy, and Dave stole it. How oh. you? Oh. That's it. I can start over. <laughs> no. We're live coast to coast. Uh, Shane, who's on holidays at the moment. Good evening. And our wonderful guest, Christy, this week. Howdy all. Now, Christy and I, first of all, I'll ask you when did we first meet, but I'll add on a little bit to the story if you don't mention it. So please go ahead. Oh, I like <laughs> So there's a right answer, and if you get it wrong, I'm going to yeah, tell you. Yeah, I will right correct story. you if you... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, like, I think my first instance of a meeting here was uh, when I joined one of the North Brisbane community events, and um, this is when I was like fairly new to board gaming and still meeting new folks. And um, I think I saw an inviting face across the room, and I said, "Hello, would you like to have a game with me?" <laughs> and you were like, "Sure." And then we never saw each other ever again for the rest of the night or for the next couple of months. That's true. And eventually it got to the point where we thought that if we were going to play a game, it would end the world. Like, if we ever actually played a game, yeah. Yep, sounds about right. But we did, and we're still going. Yeah, we did, and it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were prepared a catastrophe. Yeah. What about the rest of us? When did you meet the rest of us? Do you remember? Um, So I've met the lovely Helen playing a game of Letter Tycoon. Um. It's it's the favorite game of quite a few people that I know in the community and the most hated at the same time too. So there's quite a riff with that game. I mean, I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, um, I met DJ again playing board games. I can't quite remember what was the first game we actually played. So, um, so I don't know if you can kickstart my memory there, DG. No, it you probably was a Kickstarter, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've met the lovely Steve again. It, it took a long time to actually meet Steve, but I think I probably met Steve with the game of Smartphone Inc. And I think that's a quite a favourite of yours. Indeed, it is. Yeah, it's, yep. um, I think you also was that the same day that you taught me. You taught me Anachrony too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then you nearly had how to because I sat in my rule book. Yeah, yes. <laughs> He's just like, what are you putting it there for? Anyway. <laughs> um, and, of course, I uh, met the lovely Shane uh, as my first introduction to board gaming in the community space because um, he's the uh, guy who was driving the community events. I, I remember the first game we played together, mate, and that was Everdell. And you taught that at oh. the Bracken Ridge Library. That's true. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. Yeah. And we had a game of Coloma straight after that, I think. Yeah, we did. We played Coloma straight after it. That's right. That's like OG days. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely one of the first. And and Chrissy, you're definitely always going to be welcome back. I think you called everybody lovely. 
So it's just <laughs> us. Well, I've had some great fun times with all of you. Oh, we've had yeah. plenty of fun times and many more to come as well, mate. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, Christy, what's about what was your gateway game like? How did you get into board gaming? Um, <laughs> wow. So, I've played. Um, I think my game that I really got in that actually got me into board game was its Nemesis, which That's is a um, decent jump in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. So, what brought me into that was. Um, it got sold to me as Aliens board game, and I love the Aliens movie franchise. So, and this is when I was fairly new. So, the only other games I've played previously was things like Monopoly and Scrabble. So, nothing really beyond that. Um, but being as it was like a fairly big jump into um, Nemesis, it's I don't know if anybody else has played it, but the rules are quite intense for like a non-gamer. So, it, mm. it took me probably uh, half a month of uh, reading the rule book. And actually placing things out on the board on the table to actually figure out what was going on, but once I got into the swing of things, like it was like absolute chaos and absolute fun. It was just murder, death, and um, a lot of aliens everywhere. Mm. <laughs> it is aliens the board game was such yeah. a good um, description. It's just it is so true to the theme. It feels like it when you're playing it. Yeah, and um, I also love the fact there's a lot of backstabbery that can happen in that oh, yeah. game too. A lot of throwing people out the airlock, you know, or <laughs> closing the door behind them as they walk through, mm. or just sticking the uh, queen at them. I think I, I, to, one of the times I played that. Really... Yeah, sorry, G. Sorry, mate. No, go ahead. I, I just remember one of the times I played that, and I think it was with Dave and, and Troy, and I don't know who else was in the room, but I sat in that airlock for the majority of the game. And then came out and tied for the win. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And Christy, what would you say your favourite game of all time is? Um, For me, I would probably say Brass Birmingham. Purely because it's it's the leanness of the whole design. It's the, the fact that... We don't have like five or six worker placement spaces or you have to read through text on cards or anything chaotic. It's 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 literally like two types of cards with uh, with a bit of ticketed ride mixed into it. So I think okay. of it as like really simple and I, and I love the crunchiness that comes from that really simple, clean, elegant design. Very cool. You just got to do the pottery strategy. True, true. <laughs> Until someone breaks my pots. And I cry in the corner. <laughs> Shane, is Brass one of those games you need to get on the table? It is one of those games I need to get on the table. And I was scheduled to play it on Wednesday night because Christy's going to come along and teach it. But I, I figure I don't think I'm going to be sitting down playing any board games on Wednesday night. So, <laughs> so you, you've, sorry, just to back up, you've not played Brass Birmingham yet, Shane? I've played it twice before and hate it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, hate it. Yeah. Common so, thing with that game is that your people play it and they just don't quite get it or it's yep. not, not taught well. So, yeah. Hmm. So, we're uh, just waiting for it. the baptism. Hmm. Yeah, so, uh, look, I'm, I'm hoping for a, uh, a City the Big Shoulders moment with, with Christy and he just changed my opinion of the game. So I'm confident. confident. So I've, got the, I've got the deluxe Kickstarter set. Hasn't been played yet, but I've got it. Well, um, speaking of you know game experiences that we hate, let's flip that and say what is the most hilarious board game experience you've had? What's a story you've got that's out of this world? Um, 
that would be Nemesis again, actually, because I've had like that game is just absolutely brilliant. It just brings so many memories to the table. Um, it's it's very much an experience game. So uh, uh, one of the classic moments was uh, I was playing with Lucky Phil, funnily enough, and uh, <laughs> he he was controlling the bounty hunter who had his little uh, little dog companion Fido. <laughs> And um, it, it, so Fido just literally went around everywhere attracting all the aliens and Phil would just bring all the aliens straight to me. And I was were, uh, playing as a CEO. It was just old crippled man with the robot to defend me. And my little robot was like defending me the whole time along. And then all of a sudden like Fido found the queen and literally the whole horde was coming after me. Uh, and as I was trying to escape, the doors closed on me and I had nowhere to run. And... Phil's objective was to essentially murder me, but um, <laughs> somehow <laughs> someone accidentally uh, destroyed one of the doors and I was able to uh, run away. And then Phil actually got uh, tracked down by the alien instead and uh, killed him. <laughs> Classic Phil. Sucks to be That's you, That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Doesn't sound very lucky at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Christy, apart from board games, uh, are there any hobbies that you have outside of board gaming? Uh, so, yeah, so like I, I, I like listening to a lot of like um, old timey jazz music. So, music from the 1920s, 1930s. Uh, and as such, one of my pastime hobbies is kind of like swing dancing. Yeah. Ooh, wow. So, awesome. um, so, yeah, like, so in, there's, there's a really big, huge community here in Brisbane that actually do swing dancing. And it's, um, cool. it's good exercise because it's a lot of effort and a lot of work. <laughs> you can easily break up a sweat like in less than five minutes, but it's, um, it's a lot of fun. Um, and there's a big scene like Australia wide and internationally as well. So there's big, huge uh, world championships that happen in DC every year, which is like a big event. So yeah, absolutely love that. Do you need like a partner or something to go along with, Christy? Or is it, can you just turn up by yourself? And... Uh, you, so, it, so there's different styles. So you can there's a style called like solo jazz, which you literally don't need anybody else to dance with. You can just do your own little thing or. If you're rocking up to the events and stuff, you can just rock up by yourself and, yeah, you know, you just put your hands up and say, like, hey, would you like to dance? Similar to how we, you know, get together for board games. It's We, mm-hmm. we just rock up and then we uh, look across the room. We lock eyes. I'm <laughs> 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 uh, just having mad flashbacks to, like, school socials where all the boys yeah. were on one side and all the girls were on the other side and that first person would gingerly walk over and ask the girl to dance and, it was yeah. kind of like the the icebreaker moment, but yeah, you're right. That does happen at board game events as well. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we, you know, like there's three people sat at the table, and then someone awkwardly comes along. It's like, oh, hello, can I join in on this game? <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorry, Christy, mate. do you actually go over to America to do that? Um, I haven't. So, I, I have. I've always gone to America for like family visits and holidays, but I haven't actually done. The, uh, the competitions. I have done some interstate competitions. Uh, haven't won any trophies, but I've always had a great time. But nice. you won a few hearts, though. Absolutely, I did. Get, <laughs> I, I did get a lot of nice comments, uh, and I got a few awesome. um, dances afterwards too. Nice. 
The most wholesome other hobby I've ever heard of, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, so, Chrissy, take, uh, is that us? We're, we're good? Yeah, we're good. There's one more question here. Let's oh. just answer it, ask it. And um, so, Christy, if a non-gamer asks you what to play, what are you choosing and what kind of games do you like to introduce people to? So, if I were to recommend games for non-gamers, uh, games I would probably pick is um, Isle of Cats mm. because um, it's it's... It's got two rule sets in there. There's a family variant as well as like the gamer variant. So the family variant is rather simple. It's it's very much like uh, draw a whole bunch of polar, like Tetris tiles, yeah. and all you're taking, all you're doing is taking these Tetris tiles and putting it on your playboard and trying to fill your boat up full of cats. And you just have two objective cards you're trying to score against, and that's pretty much the rules. So it's very simple, very lightweight, and there's a few other scoring conditions, but that's pretty much it. But then once you get used to the game and, you know, you're really comfortable with the game and you want to kick it up a notch, you can kind of go for the, the standard rules. That's where, like, all the lesson cards come in, which are kind of like objective cards or ability cards where you're drafting cards. Um, it, it starts getting a lot more cutthroat. So that's a game I'd probably recommend for all the cats. And plus, you know, a lot of people love cats and the aesthetic of the game is really great. Um, yeah, good choice. The other game I'll probably suggest is um, it's Capital Lux Two Generations. So it's it's pretty much just a game of like uh, different colored cards in four different suits and numbers from ranging from I think two to nine, and you're it's a mixture of um, blackjack and area control. Wow. Okay. So what you're trying to do essentially is um, on your turn, you can only do one of two actions. Either you can play a card to like a central area where it's essentially the dealer's hand where the, the value of the cards are like increasing or you can play the card to your tableau. Um, but when you're playing cards to your tableau, you're trying not to exceed, your card shouldn't exceed the value of what's in the um, communal area. And at the same time, Every time you play a card to the communal area, it triggers different abilities where cards start moving around between um, suits, between players. It like, like the whole board state just changes. But it's a very simple card game which runs in about like 30 minutes. Uh, can support up, can play up to like six players, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a really um, good, easy card game to get into. Yeah, nice. I've not heard of that one before. It's exciting to hear of new games. Especially ones that are relatively like entry level, like you, you suggest to new gamers. That's cool. Yep. Bring that along Wednesday night, Christy. That'd be a good one. Yeah, sure. Awesome. That's All right. Well, we might hand everyone. over the reins to you, Christy, if you want to maybe ask some questions. Um, sure. Um, We'll go with you first, Helen. Um, <laughs> Walked into that Damn one. Damn it. Yeah. I really did, didn't I? <laughs> um, so what, what What? made you want to pick board games? Like what made you choose this as a hobby? Like, you know, what drew you into the space? 
Yeah, I mean, I've always liked puzzles in general since I was a kid. Um, you know, I've always enjoyed that side of things. So whether it be, you know, word puzzles, game puzzles, or like just playing board games with people. Um, but in terms of why I do it, it's really, you know, the social aspect and just having a mechanism to have conversations around. So, you know, we play a game and it's fully enjoyable, but it's the banter that happens around the game that I is the reason I love it so much. Yeah. yeah that sounds good. Do, do you make a lot, a lot of new friends? Um, I do and I don't. So I, uh, when I started at my current job, they had a board gaming group on a Thursday. So I said, oh, yeah, I'd love to come along. And so I got a core group of friends from that that I do a lot of my gaming with. And then I also play um, with my family and then obviously with guard and and some others. But, you know, I enjoy coming along to the game days. I love seeing everybody getting involved, young and old. It's exciting. Um, I think that's the fun of the events. Um, and actually next weekend we're going to a retreat, so I'm sure I'll make a gaming retreat, so I'm sure I'll make a lot more friends there. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Right. Sounds good. Um, Steve? Um, what's, what would you say is your favorite board game mechanic? Um, yeah, it's, uh, pretty straightforward. It's, it's worker placement. I like having options. I like having, I like worker placement games where going somewhere may potentially block someone else out, but yeah, there's always another option. So it's not the be all and end all. Um, I've talked a bit on this pod before that I'm not a huge fan of, um, like fighting and 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 take that in games. So, worker placement usually you, you might make someone have to do something less optimal rather than ruining their their strategy. Um, but then also, you know, there, there's so many variants of that style of game, and um, just to get the, the 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 weekly Garfield games check in, um, they've obviously <laughs> done a lot with that mechanic, and um, it's all, all all different, and they've kind of really pushed that genre forward, I think, and other people have taken a lead from them. It's not just a simple place of worker taking action anymore. There's way more you can do with it. So, yeah. Well, we're talking Garfield. That was an announcement this week, wasn't it? You tell me. I've hardly seen any news all week. I've been oh. away from the computer. So I'm guessing it's about scholars. Yeah. 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 I think um, 2024 though, I think. I have to check the date, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't soon. Like it was, they had the Brox art and everything. And, and I know, I remember like they said, they were fairly advanced with a lot of the designs for it, but mm. yeah, be surprised yeah. if it took another twelve months. Still got legacy of you to come though. That's all right. Knowing them, it'll ship in like two months. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't talk about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Mister, I can't talk about anything. I can't talk yeah. about it. I don't know. Is the air, I, is the air I, pretty thin up on that pedestal? Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember when we played Wayfair. Was Wayfair is with him uh, with Shem, and I asked that question. Like, am I allowed to talk about this? He's like. Yeah, go and talk about it. So maybe you need to qualify that and ask yeah. another question. No, he might love for you to. Maybe he's sitting around going, I really hope those Chingwad folks really push my game. Yeah. So, <laughs> You're on us. Need some buzz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Steve, do you, do you think the um, workplace and mechanic has been done to death or do you reckon there's some innovation left in there still? Um, oh, look, if there, if there is 
again, I think Garfield will find it, but other people are doing some really um, awesome stuff with it. Even simple things, like it doesn't, in the end, it's a a mechanism to form part of a game. Like there's no such game as worker placement, the game. Like, you know, Dominion's kind of like card draft, uh, like um, deck building the game, you know? I, I can't think of a worker placement game that is, that's all you're doing. So even like, you know, the first, worker placement game I played was uh, Lords of Waterdeep. Uh, and, but you're still building buildings and you're still resource management. Like there's other things. You're just using the worker placement as the action to go and to, to get all that stuff. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I think it'll always be around because it's, it's probably an easy thing you can throw into a game to have people understand because it's so common these days, I guess. Do, do you have like a worker placement theme game that's kind of blown you out of the water? Uh, yeah, <laughs> just gonna keep being in that drum. But the first time I played Ra- Raiders of the North Sea, I just sort of went, "Oh, oh, this is a cool way to do it." Like you know, you're getting all your equipment, and you go, "Here's your two workers," and you're like, "Okay, cool. What do I do with these?" And it's like, oh, "Okay, I put one down, and I pick one up." And uh, is this all? I, like, I'm not. There's no way to you know, add extra workers, see, so because that's in a worker placement game. You're generally thinking I need to get more workers so I can take more actions. And now I'm like. No, this is all I've got for the whole game. Right, yeah, let's run with that. So, like, I think that idea of um, was the first time I went, wow, that's that's very different to anything else. So, yeah. Put one down, pick one up. So, yeah. simple. I think, though, that might be a, um, a development area for you, Steve, to create worker placement, the game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> some, some sort of meta game where it's like you, you place workers, at, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I just remembered as I was saying that sentence that I am not creative, and I'm like, I, I, actually, I actually don't have a way to finish this sentence. I just, just got to cut it now. Just imagine the marketing slogan like, "This is worker placement." You like worker placement? You like this game? But it's you know what? Placement. I I almost want to make that game, but not have worker placement as a mechanism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a builder. Building game, forex yeah. economic game, yeah. <laughs> a dexterity forex game. Yeah. <laughs> Worker placement is in your putting people into jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll pass the mic on to Shane. What's what is kind of the heaviest game that you've played? Heaviest game I've played. Yeah. Um, oh, man. He means physically. Well, wouldn't it be Everdell now? The complete box. Yeah. Complete no, box. no, no, no. I don't, it's got to be heavier that. than Gloomhaven, right? No, not Frosthaven's heavier than oh, Everdell. Sure. Is it? Um, what's that think... 4X game? It's by GMT that's all set in space and it looks just looks like Excel spreadsheets. I can't Space Empires? Space, space Empires. Empires. That's it. Yeah. That'd have to be the heaviest that I've played. <laughs> it was like, a brain burner. Like, that should be in your wheelhouse considering you work with numbers all day, don't you? Yeah, I do, but uh... <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean you like to do it for yeah. fun. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to do it in my hobby. Um... <laughs> but no, Space Empires, God, that, that was really hard, and it took me a while to grasp it. And I think even when I, the first time I played Age of Steam, I was very similar. 
when I took, uh, I found that pretty hard to, to grasp as well at first. Uh, although, you know, really that is a simple thing. Um, you know, you pick up a bit of railroad track and you're trying to position it. But I think those two would have to be the heaviest. I've got fields of fire sitting in the, in my one of my 93 games I've got to play, uh, which is another GMT, and that's apparently rated as a, an extremely heavy game. Yeah. Um, so, um, like, for me the other day, um, I got to play a bit of advanced squad leader. Nice. And, mm. oh, boy. Like, the... Um, the rule book was literally a um, like an A4 ring binder, and it was like chock full like um, yeah. of just rules, uh, rules galore. Like there was like different sections for just infantry, for ordnance, for um, you name it. Like anything you could think of was like um, all in there. And the interesting thing about the game is like it's it's not about doing damage to the other person. It's it's about destroying the morale of your enemy troops mm. so a lot of the mechanics in there is all about like literally like breaking the morale of your enemy troops and making them run away from the field of battle so it's a it's a very uh very interesting take on a kind of like a war game which i thought was like um crazy heavy with the rules and stuff but in terms of doing resolving the action it was just rolling two dice and mm. you know translating the numbers on the dice to a result effectively that's, a, yep. that's almost a hobby on itself that game isn't it pretty sure yeah yeah there's people yeah. out there who yeah, play yeah. that and only that and a lot of yeah. those gmt games you know a lot of the people that collect those are you know are, are hooked on them because of the heavy the heaviness of the games so yeah like, i will be like getting a... down that path and, and starting to learn those i've just got to get my head around the rule books and even doing of doing of the zeds that's that's got four rule books in there as well so, <laughs> yeah. actually, I, like I would that. literally open that game, go four rule books, and put it away, and just put it back on the shelf. That's <laughs> what I did, Helen. Exactly what I did. Yeah. There's a reason why I've still got the four D and D book sitting on my shelf, and still haven't run through that. I'm like, <laughs> if I need to know this much to use my own imagination. <laughs> That's <laughs> <I'm> right. <laughs> I went yeah. to school. I don't want to go back. Um, so, um, G Money, what's your favorite theme you've ever come across in your board game? Favorite theme, uh, Nemesis. Okay. Perfect. Like the the actions, the roles, characters, all thing just works in harmony. Uh, that's definitely one of them. Uh, do you, so in in Nemesis? Do you ever feel like? Um, they miss an opportunity there in letting people crawl through ventilation duct spaces and stuff. Because in, there's a lot of that in the movie. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> oh, with lockdown, lockdown you can vent more. And the ex- is there an expansion for Nemesis that adds the little ship? There is. That you there start is, on? Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's got vents all over the place. That's yeah, got yeah. a vent action I think you can move willy-nilly. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah they brought that yeah. in. They really vented their feelings about the whole game into that mm. expansion. So, uh, yeah. So that's Street Fighter. It's, there's always going to be one real one nemesis. Yeah, pun. Yeah, pun on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say Gloomhaven, mate. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I assume that was Which the only game? answer G Money gives to anything. <laughs> it's all Frosthaven from now on. Gloomhaven friendship <laughs> ended. 
<laughs> Friend with New Frosthaven now. <laughs> um, but um, Puerto Rico, I really like too, the theme Puerto Rico. Is, is that so what you remind will. me the theme of Puerto Rico? Slavery. Oh, <laughs> right. You can cut that out, JT. Uh, it is a um, plantation building. And um, there's multiple different ways that you can sort of win by shipping goods and stuff like that. So, Classic 90s beige game. Yep. Right. All about slavery. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so, Dave, what's what's the game you're most looking forward to play this year? The game I'm most looking forward to playing this year? I'm pretty keen for Weather Machine. I thought it would come last year. Um, I'm seeing people get it now and I don't have it and drive me a little bit crazy, but from all accounts, it is unreal. The, I've seen a few reviews and people like raving about it. it's the best Lacerda. Um, he's, he's back in form. Like, yeah, I can't, um, I can't wait for weather machine. So definitely get onto weather machine, but I'm also pretty keen to continue with the darkest dungeon. We played a few games of that. So it's quite fun. Um, so That'd be my, my main two, I reckon. Yeah, okay. Cool. All right, I think that's it for me, for all the questions. Nice. So we have a topic from Lucky Phil last week, Christy. Right. Uh, in his infinite wisdom, he <laughs> decided to pass on a thing, which I think you're already aware of. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely enjoyed the, the chin-waggy aspect of just asking questions and talking about shit. Mm. Like, it's great. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. Absolutely. No um, so the the topic, I guess, uh, that I've been told off uh, is the um, I don't know how to describe this. Is it the, like the bottom ten games of your, in your collection, or so? I, I think so. I guess the best way to describe it is like the um, the worst ranked BGG like worst BGG ranked games in your collection, effectively. And why we, why we still have them in there, I think, was the, the yeah. other thing that he said. But So yeah. basically, keep listening. You're going to hear all of the worst games in our collection as ranked by you. So, yeah. <laughs> by the public. Will yeah. Charty Party show up? Yeah. <laughs> no, still going to be in the collections. Yeah, Although, owned. <laughs> I got my traffic notice. It's not going to make it here for the game retreat. It's going to be 3rd no. of February. Yeah. I'm heartbroken. Yeah, I'll ask. Maybe. maybe they have it in the library. They won't. Where did you get it from, DG? The States or something, was it? Yeah, it, yeah, it come from Amazon from the States. So Yeah. They must have yeah, fallen no. over when they that came in. They're like, what? Yeah. Why are people still talking about this? Uh, uh, brilliant. So good. Uh, um, so I might like kick it off with uh, number 10. So number 10 for me is a game called Exodus Rise Rise of Corruption. So it's a uh, cooperative game where um, we're controlling little spaceships. So and everybody controls like a little spaceship that's specialized in like say repairing something or like scavenging a lot of uh, loot or it, it's very much kind of uh, like a like a rogue Rogue? I forget the genre of the game, roguelite or something like that, mm. um, where essentially you're um, exploring the map, but you're trying to find an objective in this map, 
at the whole time you got um, a big boss kind of chasing you down. But the four of like the four four people kind of playing the game and controlling each of the little ships, kind of going through exploring, fighting little um, spaceships, and all the way kind of leveling up, uh, collecting loot, and actually specializing as a um, level up. Now the 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 thing about this game that actually draws me to it is like one, it's space themed game. Like I love space themes. The the other thing is. Um, this game has got a, a really good um, progression system in terms of the leveling up because every time you unlock a new ability, uh, whatever abilities you get, both of them are like really awesome, but you can only have one or the other and then you can't go back. Um, and, and it's a very quick progression as well. It's, it's not very much. It's, it's, it's a game that probably plays in about like uh, an hour or two hours. But um, yeah, that's my... Number 10, Exodus, Rise of Corruption. So, Christy, what rank is it and why do you still have it? Um, it's it's ranked um, 3,229. Oh, gee, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Out of 100? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's quite a big number, but um, but yeah, the, like like I said, like the reason why I have it in my collection is it's space theme, it's cooperative, it's the I just love the level progression system of it, and it's crazy hard to beat the game. Christy, have you ever played Portal Two? Yes, I have. I have. How good is that ending? It is fantastic, especially for you. <laughs> the cake is a lie. Everyone's going to space, mate. I know, I know. I have 34 games in my collection that have a worse rating than your number 10. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm something to say. But um, with the standard format of the show, Christy, so do 10, 9, 8, and we'll punch you in. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so my number nine game is called Margaret's of Valeria. The rating for that is 3,297. Uh, it's... Very much a a Euro game. It's medium weight. Um, it's 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 a mixed bag of doing everything, but it's got a really good artwork art by the Miko, uh, and it's it's essentially a combination of worker placement with a bit of resource management, fighting monsters. But the main reason it's still sticking around is because it's um it's an it's an easy game. It's the artwork is good. The components are great. And yeah, I just like things that look pretty. Uh, my um, number eight is called Windward with a rank of 3,432. Uh, it's, it's a game about um, your uh, privateer flying like a little floating spaceship, like a pirate ship. Um, and you're going around um, killing space whales. But um, it's the reason why I still have it in my collection is because uh, it just reminds me of the um, the movie Treasure Planet from my childhood. Because it's it's all about like um, your little part. You you have space pirates flying around, finding treasure, maybe murdering a few things along the way, and it's just a great memory of that movie for me. So that's why it's still in my collection. 
cool. space space whaling the board game. It's just bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> like Avatar too. Yeah. So you're pro. <laughs> you're pro. Controversial, <laughs> Only in space, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so do I hand over the mic to DG? Yeah. Well, mine's a lot worse, Dan. So my, my 10 <laughs> ranks is 23,647. Um, Bears versus Babies. Ah. So that it was the, yeah, it was the follow-up Kickstarter to Exploding Kittens. And again, after the massive success of the most Kickstarter game in history, they went all out on this terrible, terrible card game. Um, and, of course, I got the, you know, founders, co-founder, whatever it is, the Kickstarter special edition with the furry box. Um, so I can't get rid of it because I spent way too much money on it. And while it's bad, it's not like the worst possible game ever. Um, so 23,647 is my lowest rank. Interesting. Wow. Um, yeah, next is Chomp which is a card game by GameRight, which is a kid's game. And I feel like the kid's games get a bit of a rough run with BGG. Yeah. But, um, so I have a few of those. But Trump's great. It's a super simple kid. It's, there's a fish, and if there's another little fish near it, it eats it. And it's, it's kind of like Snap, except with different sizes of fish. So the kids love it. I've played it heaps. This gets a lot of run in our house. That's 23,646. Um, and at 20,635, Fast and Fathagon. This is a car driving card game with a Cthulhu theme. And all of the car riders are it's like Fast and the Furious, but Cthulhu. Okay. Is this like Wacky Races? <laughs> yeah, it's it's got a bit of a feel of that. So. You build a street as you go out and you get your cars and they go on the street and you can like blow up other people's cars. Um, but yeah, it's very like pun related for Fast and the Furious with Cthulhu stuff. Um, so I got that in the early days of collecting because I thought that actually sounded pretty great. And it does sound great. Not a great card game, but it still sits in the collection because I don't really sell things. So that's my... Tell me... It does went tell completely me. different directions. Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> one no, went from the worst. You went from the worst down, and Christy went from the tenth worst up. Yeah, no, that's yeah. the worst. Yeah, I'm at twenty three thousand. I'm coming back, maybe. Yeah, I know, but Christy's going <laughs> going further away. Wait, the other. Oh. oh. <laughs> What's which is the right way? I don't know. I went, I went to the sh- I went to the shittest game, and I'm getting clo- like lower well, down. Well, I, I would assume the shittest game is number one, right, on the list. Yeah, I just ranked it high. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't even realize we were doing a top ten. I just thought we were talking about the game, so I've just <laughs> very quickly made my list while we were talking. <laughs> I, I, I clicked on the filter button, and it's gone. This is your highest ranking. I'm like, right. cool. I'm going down the list. <laughs> well, we're committed now. Yeah, yeah. we're in. For which? Whichever way you want to do it. There's no rules in this fucking show. Yeah. That's, that's all right. We'll just meet in the middle. Yeah, I'm going to do my list from, I'm going to go six and then then five, <laughs> then seven, and then, yeah. yeah. I dyslexia like. Do what you want, Steve. They're all shit. What, what difference does the order matter? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I, I expected to do this list and go, no, no, this is a great game. I've looked at them and gone, 
Oh, there's some all right games in there, but yeah. it is the bottom for a reason, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure why I still have that game, other than that it's <laughs> at the back of the shelf, but I can't be arse posting uh, it. Please tell me someone got the... It's Karamali instead of Thingo for, for the pun. You know, squid, like, you know. Hey, you lost me. Yeah. yeah, you needed to explain that was, it. That's the problem. Yeah, that means it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna go. Yes, G. That's what that means. Mhm. Mhm. I still don't know how you rank this thing. I just went to the bottom geek list ones. Is that right? Yeah, I just filtered it by the highest number, and so I'm starting yeah. at the highest number and come backwards. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Sure. We'll go with that. All right, G. Money, do you want to head us off? Yep, yeah, all right. So, uh, first one is God of War, the card game. It oh, is wow. ranked 4042. It's a um, card building system where you play heroes from the God of War games into sort of what if scenarios to try to halt Ragnarok. I oh. got it as a present from Dave, therefore, it never <laughs> leaves <laughs> the so system. Cute. I will hold on to anything he gets me. It doesn't Aww. matter. Um, next one down is Fast and the Furious Highway Heist. It is ranked 4,080. I don't know where I got this from. I would imagine G-Money. it was DJ. Awesome. It was also a present for me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel but like... how is the... That's a high rating for a game called that. Well, it's Fast and Furious. It's about family, so that's it's a that's really it. expensive Kickstarter. That's what that was. Yeah, I sense, I sense that Charlie Party will enter your collection soon. G Money. Well, it's, he got it for me. He's trying to sink yeah. my ship. Like just yeah. stock it full of crap at the bottom. You know? No, no. You, you, I've got two options for you. You can either have Charlie Party or the Macapaca costume. Can oh. I play Charlie Party in the Macapaca costume? <laughs> you must. Put your to hands you. together. You know. <laughs> Maybe that's the missing link for Charlie Party. You just can't yeah. play it without I, a Macapaca costume. In fairness, once I, you did, have I it, didn't it's... try that, so you could be right. Yeah. Yep. And my last one is Machina Arcana from 2014. It's ranked 4,206. Uh, it was given to me by a guy I know who kickstarted it, left it as a doorstopper, and then went, You play board games, you can have this. So I don't know what it's about other than it's Cthulhu based. Was, is is this the first edition or something? Yeah. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, because like there's there's folks out there that have like the third edition and they actually quite like it. So yeah, it like came out last year or something, didn't it? I'm pretty sure. Like the, the yeah the the third yeah or whatever yeah. yeah 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 yeah. But yeah, no, I have heard folks tell like the first edition is pretty atrocious. That's why I got it. <laughs> okay. Um. Moving on to uh, Shane. All right, coming in at 21,546. And this will take you back a couple of episodes ago, actually, is Mint Control. Um, uh. And you'll remember that I'm trying to, uh, it'll be very good to keep nails and screws in down the track, <laughs> these metal tins. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it's just an area control game. Um, Crap, shit. Um, what a great thing. As a board game, it makes a great nails and screws holder. Yeah, that's like, all it is good for. And there's no point in me even trying to sell it. 
because no <laughs> one's going to buy it. So, <laughs> and I don't even want to give it away because that's just that's even worse. I'm just going to keep it as a nails and screws tin. So, so it, it's got more value with the as as a tin. As a tin, yeah, they're good tins. <laughs> good tins. Uh, in fact, probably should keep mints in them. Um, coming in at eighteen thousand one hundred and thirty-one is mint bid. I kid you not. <laughs> and that's just an auction bidding game. Again, I've said too much about it. It's shit as well. Um, and again, it will end up being a nail holder for me. Uh, but coming in at 17,000 for my number eight, 17,010 is a Garfield game called Plethora. Oh. Plethora was... One of his first ones made in 2012. It's a modular board pick up and deliver game um, where you are, you know, collecting um, silver and uh, different types of uh, monetary value to buy nobles. Um, and those nobles go towards uh, points for the end of the game. And once you've got less, I think it's two nobles left, you win the game. Um, the reason why I've got it in my collection is I actually do enjoy playing it. It's quite good. And it's a Shem Phillips game. You feel contractually obliged to have that in, in your collection. Got to have it in my collection. Yeah. So, and this was his first game that he designed? It was one of his first ones, I think. I don't think it's his first one. I think his first one was a, a card game from memory. Okay. Um, but it, it actually is a good game. And um, Shem, if you're listening to the Chinwag, this would be a good one maybe to remake and upgrade. So. Pretty sure he's not one of our three listeners. No, he's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> there we go. Ten nine eight. Shit, shit, and not too bad. <laughs> That's what we should have done. We should have rated every game how many charty parties out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on to uh, Steve. Sure. Um, so a bit like Shane, my first two are same publisher, same designer, very similar games. Uh, so at 20,678, uh, both of these fall into the category of I backed them because uh, it was a local Brisbane guy. And the first one is Trust Me, I'm a Doctor. Um, Yuck. Um, so, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, Jack, Morgan and um, crew made the this game. It's it's a game. It's I, I don't think I'll ever play it again. It's... It was kind of sort of in that Cards Against Humanity kind of frame. Interestingly enough, though, all of the weird um, um, like things you use to fix ailments are all actual things that doctors used to do when in the medieval times. Like some, and there's some random stuff. A lot of lot of use of cocaine, but um, a lot of other things too. Just random. Uh, I can't remember any off the top of my head because I've played it in years. But um, yeah, just a. a Again, it's fine. It's nothing. It's not bad. It's not great. It's just there. And funnily enough, number one, 19,871 is Trust Me, I'm a Superhero. Surprise, surprise. Same same designer. Same. Uh, and, and and this one's probably a little bit more palatable um, because it's, it's not such a macabre theme. You're not trying to save people from death and the plague. You're, you're just trying to beat people up. Um, I actually played this when they had a prototype on on uh, Tabletop Simulator and it was a cracking good time because there was no art on all the cards. 
So all they had were these stick figures getting punched in the balls on every single part. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was actually disappointed when I got my Kickstarter. And I'm like, oh, it's like artwork. <laughs> I, want, I want the dudes getting punched in the balls. Um, so, but it, and like there was, I remember there was like, because you had to mix two cards together and it was like, I can't remember what it was. It was like my superpower and my something else. And one combination was my superpower power is being really fast and my other thing is being really, really fast. Uh, so, um, but yeah, again, same sort of deal. Like my kids don't mind it. We played it every now and again. The only thing I will suggest is like, I'm not one of these, I'm not a prude. I'm not someone who has to have everything PC. Um, but there is a adults only expansion to this. And it is so vulgar that I looked at the cards once, put it in my, actually, I think I might've even thrown it out. Cause I'm like, I, there is no audience where I would pull that out and go, let's add this to the game. Wow. Um, so it's, it was very, very X-rated. It was just interesting. Um, so that's, Challenge yeah. accepted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I still have them because like, you know, I, I'm not, they're, they're sort of games. I bought them not necessarily because I was like, oh, I can't wait for this game. I bought them because I wanted to support, um, what was it? Half Monster? Half Monster. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, um, but that, that's that. And then my third, my number eight, it's actually a game I really like that has one major problem, which um, has held it back as far as getting it to the table in Australia. It's called The Game of Wolf. Um, it's actually like a trivia-style game. It's really cool. So you play in a group um, of how many, however many people you want, and you'll draw a card, and it'll be a bunch of questions, five questions about a particular topic. So let's say it's my turn. You'll say the topic is blah, and if I think that I'm really good at that, I'll say I'm going this alone. I'm a lone wolf. I'm going to – and if – and you get double points for every question you get right. But if you're not sure, you can pull up to two other people in and create a little wolf pack and you work together and then you split the points between the three people you bring in. So I think it's a kind of cool concept. The problem is, is that the game is very American. So um, I do okay in it because I follow a lot of American sports and I have a handle on a bit of a fair bit of American culture, but it's very hard to find a table full of people that are in the same boat. Um uh, and it's if they did an Australian like or, or a more of a world version than just so American, it probably would have done a bit better. But definitely, I'll, I'll still get it because you know, like you guys are all into your fantasy football and and other American sports. It could be something that would work in our group. So uh, that's why I've kept it. Um, so yeah, game of woof, and also no one wants to buy it. So that's also another benefit. So and that was. 12,845. So there's a 7,000 point drop between Trust Mama Hoops Superhero and Game of Wolf. Nice. Um, moving on to Helen, what's your three worst games that you've got? So I'll preface this by saying that I wrote my list for the first time this week and it made me reevaluate my life. Um, <laughs> I, I only have four games in the top 100. <laughs> So let's put that out there. So my games will need very little explanation. Um, So I'll just run through them. So my worst game at 23,822 is The Game of Life. Great game. At 23,817 is Mousetrap. And at 23,802 is Guess Who. So I still have all the games I grew up with. I have a period in the middle there where um, after I became an adult where I still didn't know about good games, so I will have variations of games that 
you know, I apologize in advance, but they're my they're my hey, three hey, worst. Don't apologize. So so far we've gone through what three or four lists, four lists, and your three games are probably the only three games that anyone else has ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I am awesome. to please. Yeah. It is a great game. Yes, yeah, the classic roller move. Yeah, I almost feel like BGG has unfairly judged them too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't well, worry that's what I'm ratings. saying. That's why I'm like, how yeah. is these games getting better? Like a game called Fast and Furious. But anyway. Did you have fun with know. those games, Helen? I did, look. And I oh, still have them because I, I believe that you can't grow up as a kid without playing those games. So, yeah. so and I have children, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah. So, they're my, my worst three. So, All back right. to you, Christy. Next Excellent. three. So, um, I'm going to continue my scared track of... Uh, descending order um so <laughs> my number seven game is bullet with the ranking of 3488 oh, um wow. so this is like a lot of people actually have this really highly highly rated on their collections actually so I, I don't know why it's got such a bad rating but essentially this is a game of candy crush and you're playing it in real time um Maybe it's the artwork on it, which is not really appealing. I could, like I could see that because it's it's very anime ish. Uh, but yeah, the reason why I still have it in my collection is just it's it's a real time game, which I don't have any in my collection. Uh, so which means if I want a game in like fifteen minutes, it's it's a hard limit of fifteen minutes. But this game plays in under, and plus it's Candy Crush, so you know you always play a bit of that on the bus ride to work or you know to home. Um, my next game is called Aqua Garden with the rating of 3,833. Now, I actually quite like this game uh, because, again, it's a fairly simple game. It's a game about collecting fish and putting it in your aquarium. So in your aquarium, you have multiple tanks, and each tank has a certain limit of oxygen available in that tank. So only certain types of fish can go in the tank and... Certain fish cannot coexist with other fish. Um, and it's a rondelle game. It's actually like a double rondelle game. And it's very quick, very simple. And the best part about this is the meeples. The fish meeples are like absolutely delightful. They're like absolutely gorgeous. Like the production on this game is like fantastic. Um, and my next game is Fall of the Mountain King with the rating of 4,800. Four thousand and eighty-seven. Now, I haven't had a chance to play this game very much. Just I've just played this twice. It's a area control game where you're actually trying to defend the mountain as trolls from invading your mountain. the The reason why it's still in my collection is it's got a rather interesting uh, mechanic that ties in with area control. It's just it's this card laying mechanic where. Um, you're literally overlaying cards on top of cards to actually create the actions that you're going to play out for the round. And the game only plays out over three rounds. Um, it, again, plays in about an hour and a half. It's probably in the medium weight category. Uh, but, yeah, it's just that that mechanic, that card-laying mechanic just shines out for me. Hmm. All the Mountain King gets a bit of love. Like, people like it. That's just surprising that it's so far... Down the I, I think it just needs a bit of time for it to rise up the ranks, perhaps because it's it's fairly new. It's it's only yeah, just that's the, delivered that's the, in the last couple of months. Yeah, 
Did you say hall or fall? Fall of the Mountain King. For, yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, that won't be there for long. Yeah. So, yeah, those are my next three. Um, so, GG, what's your yep. next three games? Uh, so, at 20,000 something, it's Killer Bunnies and the Quest for the Magic Carrot. So, I don't know if you guys have ever played Killer Bunnies. Um, it was a bit of a gateway card game for us that sort of blended a bit of that sort of Milton Bradley family game um, into more board gamey type game. But it's a card game that's based on carrots and bunnies and a bear bit to take that. And it's quite a good raucous party game. Um, Pooh Pocalypse at 18,400. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I, I, I can't actually say that I've played Pooh Pocalypse just yet, but. <laughs> Not the card game. No. <laughs> <laughs> may have had some, but I, I I like the commitment to the bit, so I paid the money and got it delivered. Um, and at sixteen thousand two hundred is lunch money, which is one of my all time favorite games. That's a that's a crime. Yeah. <laughs> so that's never leaving. I've, I have two copies of that. I have a spare just because it's so hard to get. So yeah. who's killing someone while they're not on the microphone? Ah, oh, it's my kids. Uh, okay, that's okay. Okay, out of nowhere. <laughs> when you know, yell those little bastards but anyway. all right that's all right. me cool um g money what's your next three okay uh captain sonar the first upgrade for the game it's <laughs> rated i don't even know i don't think it has one yeah, right it was um more maps and like actual like little scenarios that you could do uh, the reason why I still have it is because it's really, really thin and it fits in a perfect spot. <laughs> and I get overwhelming satisfaction by just sliding it in there. So that's why it's still in um, the so collection. Uh, the next two are really strange. And I don't know whether I'm doing this right or not. But the next two are Viscounts of the West Kingdom's Keeper of the Keys and Gates of Gold expansions. Uh-oh. See, I took out all expansions, so that's probably that's yeah, yeah. If that's where they are, then that's where they are. You it's can... probably because they just, I think, Gates of Gold only came out like not long ago. Mm. Um, G Money has it got a rating at all? No, I, I didn't put in all the upgrades, but I just clicked the ones that had, the ones. So, yes, they're probably too fresh, to have yeah. been gone through the uh, scales yet. That's just me bragging that I've got all the Viscounts of the West Kingdom. So. <laughs> Humble brag. Did you even get the big box? Yeah, I got all the boxes, yeah. Nice. And the my box, box, big box. box delivered for Viscounts, it actually was Architects. Big box. Excellent. Yeah. So, at the, and it spent, you know, like with anything with Etherworks, spend the next three months trying to work out how to switch that back around. But got there in the end. Nice. It wasn't really three months. That's an exaggeration. It was like two and a half. okay um so on to shane well we'll keep on the uh garfield games theme shall we we've gone viscounts and then steve's mentioned so uh my 7727th game is bethel woods by shem phillips um that game is based off of the fantasy novel of Bethel Woods. Never read any of the books. Uh, but it's a Mancala 
cooperative game um, where you where you're trying to stop. Oh, I think it's like a, a tower from exploding, and um, so you've got to uh, do these certain actions to uncover parts of the tower. So you got to build the tower itself, and uh, it's quite good. So you pick down, you you know you pick up some people, go along the mancala as you're dropping them off, um, to then pick up certain uh, objects to help you build the towers. So not a bad one. Again, not getting rid of it because it's a shem game. Um, my next one is uh, Merchants and Marauders Broadsides, number 7,570. I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> one, of the, one of the 93 then. It's a train I game. It. It's only a train game. I, I think it's a, it's a two-player game, pirate-themed, obviously, and you've just got to blow each other up. As you're going broadside, um, that's about as much as I know. It's still in shrink. That sounds um, great. I'm in for that. And it's you know, <laughs> it's card playing as well. It's all it's a it's a um, card card game. So, all right, Dave, I'll bring it along. Yeah. We'll sorry, I just have to mention. So I was at a board game event recently, and um, one of the tables across from me, they were actually I, I have no idea what they were playing, but. It was really entertaining to watch because people were bashing each other up with uh, blob clubs and talking uh, random uh, stuff. <laughs> like, uh, I don't uh, know uh, what the game was. Poetry therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Or therapy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my last one is uh, shit at number 7094 it's not another mint game is it it is another mint game it's in <laughs> <laughs> i think i think no. you're the one with I, I, I don't think they're going to be upset because you've bought at least three of their games i have all of, i have all of them <laughs> how many okay. nails do you have that collector in me i just had to keep buying them like, lucky they're only 10 bucks of nailed like a nail tin so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seven thousand and ninety-four cooperative. It's a cooperative piece of shit game. Another good tin. I do have one mint game, and it just misses my top ten, Shane. So, um, right. but it is there. I can see it. It's just underneath. It just <laughs> scrapes in. As long as you get on a list, hey, doesn't matter what the list's for. As long as you're on the list. <laughs> well, you're talking about it. Uh, all right. Um, so on to Steve. What's your uh, next yeah. Steve? So my next one has a bit of an interesting story of how I came across it because I'd never heard of this game and this was fairly, actually pretty much right on when I started getting into the hobby. Uh, I, I started a little group in Cloncurry and I just called it the board game and puzzle group, right? And the idea was, it was actually like a, similar to what we've talked about. It was actually the idea is, I was like, these are the games I've got. Does anyone, like, if anyone wants to play them, just let me know and I'll bring it around and you can play it like a bit of a collective kind of thing. Um, anyway, this lovely lady said, oh, I've got a heap of puzzles and a couple of old games. You can just have them. I don't actually want them anymore. I don't have anyone to play them with. So she bought like 10 puzzles around our house and this little game called Legretto Dice. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of Legretto or Legretto Dice, but it's a really quick game. You've got a little sheet. And you've got a, a cup with dice and you're, I mean, I'm in with a cup of dice. Like you can't go wrong with a cup of dice. 
and and everyone just rolls their cup of dice like crazy and you've got to try and get the right um combination of like you got to put the you the red number four on the red four and that sort of stuff until you can it's kind of like bingo-ish i guess um but we've had a lot of fun with it, it still sits there and i I don't want to get rid of it because it's kind of a cool story of how I acquired it. So yeah, Legretto Dice is number 10,820. Uh, and yeah, I'd still play it. Um, and in fact, we have family game nights and it, it's rarely, but every now and again, it makes an appearance. Unlike the next game though, uh, 9,204, too many poops. Um, uh. yeah. <laughs> I can't get rid of that game because my kid thinks it's hilarious that it's got a golden poo in it. So um, that's why I've still got that piece of shit, literal piece of shit. Um, yeah, too many poops. Um, so funny story with that one, Steve. So I backed a, a retailer pledge through the shop. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and sold them all out so quickly that I had wow. to actually, I couldn't, I was going to keep one for myself just for fun. Yeah. Um, and I had to sell that one as well. Like there was a lot oh, of wow. demand initially for too many poops. Oh, they move faster than diarrhea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I thought you'd appreciate that one, G Money. Uh, yeah, I was. You were about three seconds out of me. So <laughs> it's a shame was... Dave doesn't have his drums next to him. He could have done a little. <laughs> um, and my last one is um, a game. Uh, well, it's not a game. It's a book. Actually, it's called The Book of Rituals. It was put out by Board and Dice. I didn't actually order this. I ordered another couple of games from Board and Dice, and this came in the box. So happy days. It was free. Um, but it's essentially just a book of codes and, and like little puzzles and stuff. Uh, and it's based on the theme of, oh, I can't remember. It was like um, some other, the Escape Tales games. So it's set in that universe, but it's all these little puzzles and stuff. I didn't even know there was an Escape Tales universe until then. But I'm going overseas on a you know long haul flight. And I'm thinking that sounds like the perfect little thing to take with me and do. So that's why I'm keeping that one. Uh, that's 9,188. And that's me. Okay. And um, lastly, Helen? Yep. Well, I'm going to keep in my 20s for the entire 10. <laughs> so <laughs> at 23,753 is what do you mean? Obviously, uh, party yeah. game, pilly cards. I'll keep it because I am a hoarder. Um, and also, I think it's good to always have some party games just in case when, the, again, the kids will grow up, they'll get to teenagers. That will be hilarious to them to go all oh, back in the day. Um, then next at 23.593, I have Jim Henson's Labyrinth, the board game. Ooh. It's actually a really cool game. So it's got these little figurines and you play as Sarah and Hoggle and uh, Ludo, etc. Um, and Sididimus. And you're trying to get obviously to the castle and um, get back the baby before 13th hour so it's exactly the same it follows the same story as the movie um it's really cool it's quite difficult um it's fun they made a it is a game that they have made the exact same game with as the dark crystal like literally the board looks exactly the same (laughs) so they definitely piggyback those ones but i have the labyrinth one and look i haven't actually played it in a couple of years but when we did play it it was enjoyable so that's um, – and then my next one is 23591, and that is the Disney version of Monopoly. Wow. Not the only Monopoly I have in my collection, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have a big 
I grew up loving Disney, so there's a lot of Disney versions of things in my collection, a lot of Harry Potter versions of things. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my number. What are we saying? Six? Yeah. No, okay. five. Five, yeah. It's, who knows? <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. Um, so back to me. So this one's a bit of a weird, weird one. And again, it's the BGG rankings. Like, I don't know if it's like, I feel like it's definitely skewed because I have had heaps of fun with this game and it's definitely not leaving my collection and it's uh, Marvel Dice Throne. Uh, oh, it's got right. a ranking of 4,181. Um, I, I, again, I don't know if it's just a case of like, it just t- it needs a bit of time to go up the ranks or... Surely. If mm-hmm. Dice Throne community just loves season one and season two better, I, I don't know what the case is, but I've had heaps of fun times with the uh, characters, especially in Marvel Dice Throne, um, because they feel really, really thematic. Like with Thor, he's busy yeah. throwing his hammer around. With Black Panther, he's busy taking damage and then lashing back. So it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I just love this game. And the storage solution in this game is as well is like really good as well. It's Roxley really simple. Games. Yeah, exactly. Roxley just crush it. Like, they're yeah. so good. Yeah. Pay, you pay for it, but it's worth it. Yeah. 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 Uh, my next game is called um, Spies and Hildegard with the BGG ranking of 4,278. Uh, this is just a small card game, but it's got Choose Your Own Adventure. Um, and you're following the story of um, Hildegard, who's essentially trying to deliver a parcel to a destination. Um, and along the way, she comes across a lot of uh, situations and scenarios and meets people, all kinds of chaos may occur. But it, yeah, it's essentially a uh, choose your own adventure with a lot of choices, a lot of replayability and um, excellent artwork. Uh, which is why it's staying in my collection so far. And my next one is called The Defense of Procyon 3 with the ranking of 5,041. This... I've heard of this. Yeah, so th- this game is very interesting. It's um, There's two factions. Uh, it's the aliens versus the humans and you're fighting over a planet. But it's it can be played either two players or four players and um depend and and simultaneously a battle's happening on the planet as well as on in space and the craziness of this game is every faction is like really asymmetric so much so that each faction has their own rule book so that's why it, it's kind of very hard to get to the table but once it gets together it's just it's it's like a a symphony of chaos just coming together and it just ends up into something beautiful but yeah it's just essentially a big old war game of survival between the aliens versus the humans and um each faction is doing whatever like that's unique to them and they have their own unique objectives as well so yeah those they're those are my next three So moving on to DG again. Um, so when I had the shop, I'd often get contacted by people that were doing Kickstarter. So a few of them, I just sort of you know, 
chuck some money on because why not? They can't be too bad. So my next one is at 12,400 of Knights and Ninjas, which is a one-off card game by a first-time designer. Pretty artwork, but the kids sort of played it once and it just went to the back of the shelf. Next is 10,800, which is Open Ocean. Um, similar story, nice artwork, fish-themed. Talks about um, a bit around the ecosystem of the oceans. So there was some actual um, learning that went along with this one. Again, my kids played it once and it went to the back of the shelf. Um, but it's a, a one-off Kickstarter that was billed as a bit of a family-friendly game. So that was actually quite nice. I, I felt good about supporting that one. Mm. Um, and at 9,578 is the stock market game from 1963. I briefly mentioned this the other week. It was a Ooh. family game growing up, um, Australiana sort of themed. It had Coles and Woolworths and BHP and just literal simple dice rolling and moving around a stock track and getting the most money. So yeah. learning capitalism at a young age. Sounds really good. There's um there's another little light game that I played, which is kind of um, that family friendly version of stock markets. I think is um, Mystic Markets. I don't know if anyone heard of that one. Uh, it's just like a really quick uh, set collection game where you kind of buying and like buying low and selling high effectively. It's a really fun little game with like really good um, components and stuff. It's got like little uh, potion bottles with glitter and everything else in them. Um, yeah, the the stock market game is definitely not that. It is <laughs> Monopoly money, cardboard coloured stock tokens, and one single plastic slider which you move up and down for the stock track, and that is it. And the version that I found at the markets for two bucks when I was about twenty, the stock slider was broken, like a piece had snapped off. So yeah, but, but that game, I I reckon. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if I played that game 500 times with my kids, my, my sisters when I was growing up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Can you still get it, Dave? Oh, no, it's been out of print. It, it, nobody's printed it, I think, since 1990. Yeah. Remember, the, remember the Ozbox? You guys ever had the Ozbox? It was the board game that came in a little stubby, like those little styrofoam um, <laughs> eskies. Like a little esky. Yeah. Wow. And the map was like, it was like a, around Australia, roll and move. Uh, I have to look it up, the Ozbox. I'm sure it's okay. still there. <laughs> yeah, I used to buy it from like um, souvenir stores. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Um, moving on to GMI. What's your next three games? Uh, so next one is Cards Against Humanity at <laughs> 6,767. Um, I really like Cards Against Humanity. Uh, I think it's a great game, but not for everybody. Uh, I'm never going to get rid of it because I was going through a really dark period in my life and I use that as an outlet to help me through that. Uh, Didn't we feel it? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I think everyone went through a dark period in their lives when I... <laughs> um, you shared really nicely with that. Yeah, yeah. I was non-consensual sharing. Yeah. <laughs> um, then at 7,535 is Die Hard... The Nakatomi Heist oh. board game, oh. which I, I actually really like, but you can only play it once. Like, it's nothing would change, and it's impossible to lose. Like, oh, really? Uh, yeah. It. I don't know how bad you'd have to play it to lose. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure if you lost that game, 
the world may end. <laughs> like, or it would do that thing where it just deleted Die Hard out of everyone's memories. No. <laughs> so I, I, I thought it was a pretty good game, but yeah. Again, it's one of those games you could probably share it, like play it, enjoy it, and give it to somebody else for them to do that same thing one time. Is that what the intent was, DG? No, no, not at all. But I, I would, would love to borrow that. it. Oh, yeah, you can have it. Yeah. No, you can't have it. No. Like, as in, you can't keep it. <laughs> but you can borrow it. Yeah, 100%. Excellent. Uh, and then Walking Dead card game at 20,809. Coral. It's the Walking Dead card game. Coral. Oh, Coral. Yeah. And again, another DG game. So. Nice. So is the theme of this I just buy you shit games? Is that what that is? <laughs> like. Or that you just buy all his games. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're his pimp, DJ. <laughs> no, no, I can see was like, oh, yeah, thanks. I'll just put that over here. I've played all of them. <laughs> they weren't great. Thanks. Oh, dear. All right. Um, cool. Thank you for that. Moving on to Shane, what's your next three games? Next three, um, coming in at 6,945, was a game that I got conned into buying at a game day. Um, still haven't played it, so that's one of the 93. Um, it's called 18 Holes. <laughs> what? Game of the year? 2021? Game of the year 2021, apparently. So, <laughs> How dare you speak against Have you not game. played it? Oh, I'm a sucker. You're still setting uh, it up. Yeah, I just I looked at it. I went, you know what? No, but that's okay. Oh, I, I it. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's, yeah, it's, it's not pretty bad. good. They're on Kickstarter at the moment, running expansion, actually. Oh, oh wow. It won't be one of my Kickstarters. I'm back. Put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Rubbish. Garbage. Yeah, it's a port uh, local here. Like it was a, as a Melbourne guy, it was a really good production. Like need a bit of tweaks and probably some refining of the gameplay, but it's actually pretty fun. To sum up, it was a hole in one. Uh, <laughs> very good. Uh, number six thousand four hundred seventy-seven on my list. Um, it was a game I actually didn't even know I even bought. Uh, it was a Kickstarter. That someone messaged me and said, I've got this Kickstarter here that's arrived for you. And I went, what? Didn't remember ordering that one. Um, Steve, you might remember it. Uh, Star, Star Crafters Orbital, Orbital English edition. So that someone was me. Yep. That was someone yeah. was you. <laughs> so it, it's funny because I remember when I got it in and I'm like, I hope Shane remembers this because it, I wanted to get it and, and the postage was redonkulous to get it to Australia. Um, and... It was, you know, if you got a second copy, then it was going to be a lot cheaper. Um, so, I, um, I, and, and I don't even, I don't even remember, and I don't care, Shane, but I don't even know whether I bothered to ask you to pay for it in the end. I can't remember because <laughs> I was, I, I, when you responded with, I don't remember that. I'm like, um, well, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah. Have you, did you, have, you haven't played it? I haven't played it yet. No. It, it is a game that I played and went not for me at all. Basically, it's very take that. And you think it's from the same guy who did Terraforming Mars. I'm like, did not feel that at all. Um, and it was kind of like there's all these things you can do to protect yourself from being attacked. And I'm like, uh, I won't worry about that because I'm not going to be attacked. And then realized that every other card was attack, attack, attack. So I'm like, oh, I kind of have to do this. Like you, It's not the engine builder you think it was. So. 
I gave mine away to someone who really likes attacking, fighty, beat em up oh. games. So, well, that yeah. sounds like it might be a good one for a DG, G Money, and Troy Knight. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. I don't, Thanks for I don't, looking out for us, Steve. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it even did that very well, to be honest. I was, I wasn't. Okay. Um, yeah. right. So I've got a skip in out the front. You reckon I could go and just chuck it in there? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, no. Yeah, someone will. Uh, sell, sell it in shrink. You'll, you'll be right. You'll find would, would you? Would you rate like exploding kittens higher than that? Oh, that's a question. <laughs> that's um. Very different Sad games. Time. Very hard to compare. I, I had more fun with exploding kittens. I'll. That's 100% accurate. So I'd go with Spidey Kittens. Yeah. Uh, I think we're down. it's number two, isn't it, now? Yep. Uh, yep. My number two uh, ranked at 6,087. Um, it's another Australian designer, um, the Rat Catcher solo adventure mm. game. Uh, yet to play it as well. So it's one of my 93. That's a solo game. It's a solo game. Know. Yeah, no excuse for that one. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> and it's got everything too. It's got all the little rats and little cheeses and it's a, it's a blinged out blinged out set, but yeah, haven't played it yet. Yet. Right. I think that game really got a hard time because of the um rule book. I think I think the rule book on that game was pretty bad from what I hear. But apart from that the game was actually fairly okay. Yeah, I heard, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, I've so. heard good things. It's just the rule books. Not that great. Yeah. Mm. That's hard in a solo game too, to get a rule book wrong because <laughs> like you can lean on someone else who understands it's better. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> yeah. It's like playing advice... tennis with a small tennis racket. I think the advice was throw away the rule book and go and down the, download the other one from BGG. So. Yeah, it's never a good start. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, moving on to Steve. So I'm going to skip to in my top 10 because they're both like variants of code names, but I've never played them as their own game. I've just added their cards into code names to kind of make like a, that's the code name Simpsons and code names Marvel. So I'm leaving them off, um, which is a shame because I'd much rather talk about them than Muffin Time, which comes in at <laughs> 6,231. Uh, the reason this is still in my collection is because my bloody nine-year-old loves it. And, I've played that with you. Um, it's just horrendous. It's like <laughs> the, the the aim of the game is be the first person to get to 10 cards. And after playing it once, I went, you know what? The easiest way to do this is just to draw a card every turn and not play any other cards out of my hand. It just remain inconspicuous. And then that'll end the game quickly and we can go and play something else. Um, <laughs> so whenever it comes out, that's the strategy I take. And not that I care about winning this game, but it generally leads to me winning the game in about five minutes. So that, that means it's good news all around as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Muffin time. The artwork is 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 like if you're a fan of the, um, what is it, ASDL, I think it's the uh, ASDF um, YouTube channel or something where they do a lot of like stick figure artworks and stuff. If you're into that, you'll get a bit of a chuckle out of the cards, but I'm not, so I didn't. Um, but other people did. So, yeah, that's all it's got going for it. Muffin time, hard pass. Um, the next one is one that I haven't played yet, and I, I reckon a lot of you guys probably did the same thing. I kickstarted it because it was free and you just had to pay £2 shipping, and that was Clash of Deck or Clash of Decks as it was eventually changed to. Um, the starter kit, so you just got a set of deck of cards. It had this idea that it was going to be this big, uh, like, 
not collectible card game, but kind of like a, like a seasons of games. Um, and I bought that one and still have not played it and have since missed the next two seasons on Kickstarter. So don't know why I did. Well, I don't know why I did. It was free and it sounded kind of cool, but can't even tell you if it's cool yet because it hasn't left the shelf yet. Um, and I can't sell it. <laughs> it's just like, it was free. It was free. <laughs> um, and my next one is actually not too bad. It's um, a, a one of those, I want to say dexterity, but it's not really dexterity. It's bonk. Um, 4,307. I don't mind bonk. I think I put it in the same sort of category as Clask and um, you know, probably not as good as Crocodile, but that same sort of thing. Like you set those three up on a table on a, on a, on a day and you know, the family will just come and play, play them, you know, like they're just, if they're up and set up, people will play them. So bonk is a bit crazy the way it works. You got to try and knock a ball into a slot with other balls. So there's balls going everywhere. Um, yeah, that's bonk, which is my second best rated out of my worst rated. <laughs> Ah, dear. All right. Thanks for that. Um, moving on to um, Helen. All right. So keeping with the theme, my next one is 23514, and that is the Nintendo version of Monopoly. <laughs> um, I am quite a nostalgia kid, so I have a lot of things because I love something when I was a kid, and so that's why I have it, and I love Nintendo. Um, what's, next what's Mayfair? To- Sorry, Helen, in that, do you know? Oh, is it like Mario or is I'm it like just... the, the castle? Maybe what's it called? Hang on, hang on. Which is castle? Hold that. Oh, oh they games. That. Radio Gold, G. See this? Okay, it is Mario. Boom! Called uh, it. Nice. Yeah, and Luigi is uh, is Park Lane. That makes sense. Yeah. But you got okay. some good things. It's not just it's it's also it's Disney, right? So while you've got them, you've also got you know Ridley and King Didi and Kirby, and so it's lots of different Disney characters, Nintendo characters. Sorry. Um. So yeah, then at twenty three three six four is the Disney version of Trivial Pursuit, which I think <laughs> would actually be a little bit fun. Like it totally uh, is. Yeah, Trivia Pursuit, the regular edition, is like interesting facts from the 80s that your grandparents know (laughs) that you have no idea and will never get without guessing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think a Disney version of that would be relatively fun. No, it is. I've also got a Harry Potter version. Oh, okay. So that's also good. At least the answers won't change in those. That's what annoys me about the normal one is it's like it's dated. It's like, who's Australia's best cricketer? David Boone. Well, it's 2023. Still still the correct answer, though. (laughs) Just on beer drinking. Any any era. Um, And then my number two is Twilight, the board game, as in the movie Twilight with the vampires. I was waiting for an inscription or an imperium or something. (laughs) Nope. I'm Stroll. just not that cool. Breaking Dawn. Oh. Yeah. And have you played there it? There's actually a Breaking Dawn version. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have, yes. But it's just, and again, it's just, it's it's a trivia game, right? Of the movie. So. Uh, yeah. Wow. Hey. So that's my number two. Excellent. Um, cool. So moving on to my worst game in my collection, apparently. 
uh, it's called um, Flip Down. So it's it's a a flip and right game where it's essentially played with a, a deck of normal pl- playing cards, um, and every turn you're just drawing three cards. Depending on the numbers and the suits that pop up, dictates kind of where you can like you know take boxes and get the combos. So it's kind of got this feel of um, Gontron Clever, where like if you if you tick this box here, you get to take another box somewhere else, which generates something else, which does something else. And it's just a um, really nice, fun little light uh, flip and write game. Um, and it's Western themed as well with really nice artwork. Um, and I've actually had a ball with this game. Now the rating on this game is. 9608 which i don't think is fair at all like I, I think it's actually a lot better than that because like um i've actually taken this game with me when i travel international on the flights and i just played it on my uh, airplane uh tray heaps of times and i've had like a great time with that game mm-hmm. so yeah that's uh apparently my worst rated game in my collection <laughs> Um, cool. So, so mine, mine's yeah. actually one that you'll know about, Christy. So um, Christy came around to my place one time and he's having a look through and he goes, oh, Wild Ascent, I'm really interested to play that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's still insuring. So why don't you take it, learn how to play it, and then teach me how to play it, which is exactly what happened. So Christy took Wild Ascent, which is my number one, um, learned how to play it, then went to a game day and we all sat down and played it and it was fine, aggressively fine. Like, wasn't good in any way. It was, I guess, a poor man's Kingdom Death monster. It was a bit of fun. You're hunting some monsters and there's a little bit of extra stuff and that was it. So that is the only time I'll probably ever play that game and when I get around to it, I will most likely sell that game. Um, <laughs> but thank you for the effort that you invested, Christy, and thank you for learning and teaching us. No worries. But at least you got the opportunity to, to like um, admire the minis on it. You have to admit the minis in it were like, really good. Yeah, Unreal Minis, a lot of lot of good production. So that's at eight thousand four hundred and eleven. It is a long way down the rankings. It is probably I think it was a, the first Kickstarter that that company ever did. And um, they've yeah. gone on and done another couple, but yeah, it felt like they were a mini production company that put yeah. some rules around their minis. Um and may have needed a bit more time in the oven. Oh, that game's workshop. <laughs> yeah. No, they just tinker. They 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 mess around with their rules all the time. They only care about making money. Whereas these people, I think they wanted to make a good game, and they tried, but it just needed more work. Yeah, I think they... I think Wild Ascent is probably, like, their only re- delivered game. I think they've got a few others in the, in the works yeah. still. Yeah. Storm Sunder is um, a, another one. So Wild Ascent's a bit of sort of fantasy themed monster hunting. Storm Sunder's a bit more sci-fi, RPG, um, action related. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Moving on to our G Money. What's your worst rated game? Lucky last at twenty three thousand six hundred and ten is Punderdome, a card game for pun lovers. Oh wow! Bought this because I thought you just it'd be had great. that at your desk all day. And just yeah, like... <laughs> this is the thing, right? But puns have to be done at the right time, yeah. and by right I mean wrong. Mm. So if you're playing a game based around puns, you expect puns. Yeah, and 
it just doesn't work. And I can attest to this, playing this game with G-Money is not fun. <laughs> like, this is an aggressive combat-style game where you have to come up with puns on the spot based on theme, and you can't beat him. No, <laughs> he would be unbeatable. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even worth playing. We'd flip the card over. All of us would look off into space for about 30 seconds, and G-Money would have 15 things ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. Um, cool. Thanks for that. Moving on to Shane. What's your worst rated game? Uh, so it's probably the best of my worst. Um, so 5,526 uh, is a game that I play tested. <laughs> and it's called Ragnaroks. It's actually a very good game. It's just, a, it's fairly new. So it's only just come out. Um, right. I thought you were going to say you can't talk about it, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one I can. Uh, it's a, it's a uh, two-player area control. Um, the components in it are, are fantastic. Uh, it's by the same guys that did Santorini. So if you've played Santa, and it's very similar to Santorini too. Um, very good game. Uh, brand new in, so I'm not going to get rid of it. Uh, but yeah, I think that's probably why it's so so high on the list. It's um, because it was fairly new. So yeah, cool. Sounds good. Um, moving on to Steve. Yeah, I think this is probably my favourite game out of the ten as well. So I guess that kind of works. Um, but I almost feel embarrassed to talk about it because it's a roll and write, and we all had strong opinions on roll and writes in the past. Um, but this one is not too bad. It's uh, Super Skill Pinball Ramp It Up. So the second version of Super Skill Pinball. I do prefer this to the first version. I'll say that much. Um, it's a bit more combo-y than the, uh, the first one. So, um, But I've really only played it again when flying from Brisbane to Melbourne or whatever else. You know, like that's, to me, that's when these games are great. Um, so... I haven't done a lot of travel on planes for a while, so it might it might get a run when I go to the US, maybe. But um, yeah, that's it's it's good fun, decent boards, a lot of variation in the boards. So yeah, super skill pinball, ramp it up, is my best worst game. Excellent. Uh, Four thousand two hundred and one for those playing at home. Right. Excellent. Uh, and lastly, Helen. Yep. So. Sticking with consistency, my game is 22,952 and it is The Princess Bride Storming the Castle. So it is a game based on the Princess Bride movie um, and basically you're just trying to get through the, to the princess, you go through the fire swamp and all that to get her to the castle to save her from getting married to Humperdinck. But, yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's a fun game. I haven't played it that much. It's only a two-player or like two to four. Um, so opportunity to play it is probably more the reason, but it's a, it's a fun little easy game and I enjoy it. I, again, nostalgia, I love it. So, Is it like an adventure game? Uh, no, it's like you've got like a card section. It's a card game, but okay. it's got like, yes, yeah, so you've got a the track of cards going up and then you go out and have to do like fire swamps and all these things off the side and you get like a dagger and you've got to use the dagger on the, do you know what I mean? On the yeah. URSSs and 
all of those things. So you get cards to help you along your track and you can get pushed back and stuff if you get stuck in the seas and things like that. But yeah, so it's a it's a card game and you just yeah, gotta get from from the boat to the castle. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I impressed think... that not a single um not a single crossover. Not a single crossover. <laughs> It would have been if I didn't sell a few games. <laughs> Probably would have been too if I didn't have three bloody nail tins in there as well. So, <laughs> um, but, so honorable honorable mentions. Well, got any good ones? well I, I did scroll down and I wanted to find a game that I really liked. Yeah, like it was like a standout game that was down this low, um, and the best one I could come up with. She isn't far down. Um, just missed, missed my list by one, two, three, four, five, six. And that is a party game called Compatibility. Uh, it's from the 90s and it's a cracking party game. So everyone, you can play up to six players. Everyone gets the deck of cards and the deck is exactly the same, um, their pictures and words. And then you get, uh, and you're playing in partners. And what you do is you get a theme and let's just say it's wedding, for example. And you've got to go through the deck and find the five cards that you think best represent weddings. You put them in order one to five. Your partner does the same. And you flip them over. And if you get a match, you get two points. If you get a match in the same location, you get three points. And that's pretty much the whole game. Um, it's just great because you, it's, it is an argument starter when couples think on totally different wavelengths. Uh, people play it differently. Like they want to, rather than just say, these are the best five cards, they want to tell a story with their five cards, which really frustrates their teammate because they didn't know they were <laughs> going to do that. It's just great. They had a lot of great times playing that game. I've had it, for, I've had it since the 90s. Uh, still got my same old beat up copy. We've got like, we've made nicknames for some of the cards in the box. Like there's this old lady with um, oven mitts is like this and her name's Mrs. Alice. And every year at Christmas, we all get each other a present from Mrs. Alice. Um, which is a maximum spend of three dollars. Uh, so, like, they've just—it's just been ingrained in our family ever since. So, uh, yeah, the compatibility is a classic. I actually—I'd forgotten about that game. I have played that game; it is good. I have an honourable mention. I have one that I'll quickly mention, which is Rapido. I love that game. It takes the best component of Cranium, and it's just super fun. And we've played it in ways where we've ended up in fits of hysteric because we've gotten down to a skerrick, a skerrick of Play-Doh, and we've put it up in the top corner and it happened to be yellow Play-Doh. And they're like, son. And I'm like, yep. And then another time we used a similar piece and it was an ant and they got it. And I was like, this is, and we're just fits of laughter because they managed to get it or, or they'd thought something previously and we'd been able to use the same thing to do it again when it was mm. actually that thing. Um, so that's a really great game. But Cranium, I have to give a special shout out to because my brother actually proposed using the game of Cranium. Yeah, so right. he wow. had a dinner, yeah, so he had a dinner party um, with his mates to propose to his girlfriend and one of his mates couldn't be there so I got luckily got invited. And, um, yeah, so the whole thing was everybody was playing Cranium and, and at some point he would have to do a, um, you know, like an act out card as part of the craniums, he'd have to do the miming. And so he mimed out, will you marry me in the, as part of the game. And it was funny because Liam was there and he kind of knew what was going on, but he's like, how is this, you know, it was R2D2 on the card. And he's like, I don't, 
this happened in the series. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah, and they'd happened oh. to go on a walk that day and um, had mimed out peeing and pooing for me and you. So they're sitting there like, you know, pretending to pee to get me and pooing for you and, you know, did the will you marry me? And she just was so happy she got it because they'd done this pre-prepping that she didn't even see that it was coming, but it was it was really, really cool. So I have that game and I will always have that game for that reason and that's, yeah. That could have gone so wrong though. Like <laughs> imagine if, so he's acted it out in his mind, but she's like, oh, will you marry me? He's like, yeah, that's it. All right, and then sits down, scores it off his sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got an honourable mention as well, and that's it's it's on the list at 4,448, and that's crossbows and catapults. You guys probably have heard me say this a couple of times in the pod. It's one of my favourite games as a kid. I used to love playing it. And uh, it's two-player. You just shoot these little pellets across, across the floor using crossbows and catapults. And guess what? It's going to Kickstarter on January 31st. Renegade Games are remaking it. So I am nice. super pleased. I'm going to get a new copy of it. Cool. Nice. Mine, I had um, Risk at 4666. I played a lot of Risk. Big fan. And then Street Fighter, the miniatures game. Which <laughs> I... <laughs> really glad that I backed that one. Really love it. At uh, nearly 4,000, 3,900 or something. That's funny. Its ranking's a little bit lower than what you paid for it. Yeah. It's about the same in actual dollars. <laughs> I think, I think um, there's a Colossal Games are coming out with a new version of a Street Fighter game. Is that right? Yeah. Looks like a cut-down version of the one that DG's got. Right, right. Well, the one I've got is just a slightly scaled up version of Unmatched, so mm. <laughs> probably be very similar. What <laughs> um, about yeah, yourself, uh, Christy? Any, any uh, um, mention for you? I guess my honourable mention would be like Capital Lux too, the one I suggested as a family game. <laughs> it's, uh, it's got a rating of 3,402, and it's a fantastic game. Like I've, I've actually... Um, introduced it to some of my workmates um, over the Christmas period when I was working over the Christmas period. And, um, yeah, like, it, this, this absolutely loved it. And there was a lot of cutthroatedness happening at the table. Um, it was a lot of fun. And these are guys who have never played a board game in their life, and they were able to grasp it in, like, the first two minutes. So it's, it, it's fantastic. I think that's a good point, Krishi, because we, we've talked about like 50 games or 60 games um, that aren't our favourites and they aren't well received by the board gaming community. But a lot of the ones, most people would know how to play them. Like almost any game on Helen's List, you could pick up and play. Everybody knows how to play. Um, <laughs> at, or they're real simple, like they're kids or family-friendly games. So, I mean, I know people have sat through and listened to an hour and a half of us bag on shitty games. But to be fair, a lot of these games are good for that sort of thing they're entry level or easy to introduce to people so there's still a lot of fun and obviously we own all these games so you can also ask any of us to play them at any time yeah or any other games or any better game yeah you're right <laughs> for us anybody maybe certainly no meat games getting out of <laughs> i mean i'm always up for a game with too many poops fair enough um, <laughs> I, 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 
G money, uh, you'd like this one too. One other honourable mention. It's um, it's it's a bit lower. It's down at one thousand four hundred and sixty nine. It's this small game called Frosthaven. Yeah, it's a pretty um, solid game. Yeah, yeah. I've had a few turns of it. It's really good. So, I yeah. reckon. Um, I don't know why that's so low. It's I, it's should be should be higher than that for sure. It will be. Yeah, I don't. Speaking, I know that we've um, spoken about the league previously, but you guys should make a uh, a trophy out of all of the pieces of the games you hate. Yeah. <laughs> so you know the tins yeah. from Shane, and you know the the golden poop and all of that stuff. It's <laughs> a great idea. You should make a trophy. How would you win it? Um, you don't win. <laughs> not not by playing Punderdome, apparently. Oh. Because otherwise you'd just have it always. It's like the tape from the ring. You've got to get it and you've got to pass it on to someone else before you do it. <laughs> you've got seven days to do it. You've got seven days. It's like the mascot. It's a mascot. We, we, we could literally just start a fantasy league and have that as our trophy. That sounds like a great idea. Although i got a feeling you guys are probably already in a couple, so starting it. Yeah, fight a couple one. of guns. You could do a fantasy yeah, league yeah, where yeah. you try to decide where rankings of games are going to end up. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe there's like a game, you know, you pick a date. Maybe as at the 31st of August, what do you reckon are going to be the top 20 games? And we and could draft win. like one game yeah. from the top 100, one from the top 200, etc. Yeah, something like that. And whoever gets the most Probably wins the trophy. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's a kernel of an idea. I think there's something in that, but screw bloody scrolling BGG to try and draft <laughs> Maybe just games we love, or games that we, you know, we're planning to buy this year, and where we think that how good they, we think they'll be, or something. With my first we'll, pick, we'll I think take about it. Party. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, I take Frosthaven. Yeah, I've got a good feeling about that Frosthaven game. Uh, Would have been good to have some money on Ark Nova about a year ago. Far out. Yeah. Bloody love that game. It's a great game. I loved it. I can't believe it's number four already. Number That's four. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, you know what's not not number four? I just saw Twilight Inscription. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that is at one thousand and forty-eight, my friend. Yeah, but in my heart, it's higher than that. <laughs> I'm just flicking through, looking at all my ratings of the top one hundred to see what my worst-rated game in the top one hundred is, and I think I've found it. It's currently the best, the worst rating so far I've given is three. I don't think anything's going to beat that. Uh, nope. Yeah. So the worst game I've played, this is a random tangent, sorry, but um, I gave Concordia a three. Oh, wow. That, was, that game went for four and a half hours. I fell asleep twice and once I woke up and it still wasn't my turn. <laughs> um, I woke up and said, oh, sorry, guys, what have I missed? And like, it's such and such as turn still. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but apparently it shouldn't play that long and apparently it's great. I don't know if I ever want to test that theory anymore. <laughs> it hurt me pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. It says 100 I've, minutes. I have a number yeah, two on my true. list. Uh, I've got a number two on my list and that's Railroad Inc. Can't stand that game. Cannot stand it. Still got it as well. Wouldn't wouldn't be a rolling ride or some description, yeah, would it? It would be a rolling ride. We all know. We all think of rolling rides. You you can't see the camera, but you know I'm not happy. 
I need um, to do I, up a played list. If I if I did have shit real compliments, that would get a number one. Actually, I don't even <laughs> think I'd rate it. <laughs> I don't even recognise you as a board game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're just officially a waste of time. Uh, uh, I just right. want to so, move my cube. <laughs> so, Christy, being that you know you've enjoyed hosting, obviously, I can see. Uh, how are you feeling about our topic for the next episode? What do you think it should be? Um, I don't know. That's a bit, um, I don't know, hard to come up with last minute. But I'm just thinking maybe uh, we should talk about um, what is it about the board game community that actually uh, welcomes you? Like, like. How, how do you make it more welcoming? How do we get more people in? Yeah. Fucking topical. All right. <laughs> topical. <laughs> um, Is Christy making it easy for us? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well to put hey, I'm just sharing the lava, right? <laughs> Seeing as though you're not going to be here to answer your own question, have you got any ideas before you leave? Yeah. <laughs> make big signs where you're hosting this event. That's the yeah. that's that's the way to do it, because um, I've I've been to some board game events where um, where um, because there were big signs outside of the venue, uh, random people just stumbled in and they just went like, "Oh, mm-hmm. what's happening over here?" and then just jumped in, and started trying some games, and um, they got them talking. Conversations happened, and um, potential future board game people to play with yep i've def- definitely had that experience at the pub like because we we sort of sit just off to the side of the dining area mm. and i've had random people just sit having dinner and, and hear us all laughing having fun and come around and go what are you guys doing this seems fun I'm like yeah it's just yeah. a board game come yeah. in come play some cockroach poker or something and like oh this is pretty good yeah g-man yeah. do you remember that game oh of course you'd remember it the, the terraforming mars game you played at my 40th yeah and it went. We went. We were like for like four hours. It was a long game. One of the longest games that we played. It was excellent. Um, and then when we finished, this family had been sitting on the outside of the window where we were playing, and had been regularly watching us play. And and they waited until we finished. They they came around and said, "That looks so amazing. What was that game?" And yeah, like just they could just see how much we were enjoying it. They had no idea what was going on. It was such a cool thing. And even uh, just today, we saw. Uh our latest venue post our Wednesday night event coming up and we've had 40 people, well, sorry, 35 people join the Brisbane North Board Gamers Guild this afternoon, brand new people thinking oh, nice. this is cool. Didn't know this existed. Um, mm. Can't wait for Wednesday night. And, um, and so we've already half filled the venue for next fortnight's Wednesday night. This Wednesday night's full. So how nice. cool is that? Well done, Shane. Well, it's not, not that cool because I was going to fly down for Wednesday, but fine. I'll stay here. <laughs> no solo sense. game. <laughs> we, um, I can chuck an iPad at a table for you, Steve. <laughs> I did suggest, that. I did suggest yeah. that for Terra Mystica last week. I like just have an iPad set up and move this here. Yeah. Yeah. We did not do that. Someone show me the cards and I'll just get them out of my deck. <laughs> Uh, so great nine, one, Christy. eight, seven. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. Thank you, Christy. Great hosting. 
Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was uh, certainly enjoyable. Always a pleasure. Yeah. It is indeed. And great topic for next week, mate. Yeah. <laughs> God save the person who's uh, the next host. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are actually a bit flush with hosts. We've got a, a bit of a list, a bit of a yeah, waiting yeah. list. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's we'll the place somebody. to be. Our waiting list is the place to be. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't told any of them yet. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, just quickly, uh, we every now and again we do shout outs, and um, it, even though this won't come out on, on, on the same day that we recorded, obviously, um, I have mentioned in the past my nephew, Michael, who is the absolute genius that um, just destroys board games first try. Um, it's his 18th birthday today. So happy birthday, Mick. Oh, happy birthday, 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 Michael. Happy birthday, Michael. Yeah. Good Australian name. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know if he listens to the podcast, though. So he might not have heard that, but now he's got a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Let me hit my eight Very ball. Good. Looks doubtful. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>